This is episode 23 of the Fire Protection Podcast, powered by InspectPoint. Today, my guests are Micaiah Jones and Curtis Jones of Commercial Fire Protection out in Washington State, out in the Northwest. Um, this is a little bit different episode that, than we have ever done on the Fire Protection Podcast because we actually talk about InspectPoint. Um, you know, the podcast is powered by it. You know, I'm the co-founder of the platform, head of business development, and we usually talk about new technology, but today uh, we're going to talk about InspectPoint. Uh, we have a huge release coming uh, the second week of August. It's our service work order and iPhone release. So I wanted to at least debut that uh, and really talk about commercial fire protection and where they came from, what are they doing today, and what, what they're going to be doing in the future with this platform. Uh, they were part, a part of the, the beta process with us uh, for the service and work order release. So it's really exciting to hear kind of uh, Curtis being in the field as a technician from uh, as well as Micaiah uh, Jones on the, on the back office side of things and how she deals with, with the admin and how it's helped the process um, with inspection, testing, and maintenance and service for that fire protection company. So... Um, really cool to get a customer on and kind of a real-life scenario. So, again, hope you enjoy. Uh, in the coming weeks or months, uh, we have a couple of really uh, nice podcasts set up with uh, one to discuss the fire protection foam market. I know I've done some in the past, but fire protection foam, foam and the environmental impacts are becoming more present. There's a lot of false ditch charges happening throughout the industry and throughout the country and the world. So want to re really bring some of that to light and that to the table, um, as well as we're going to do another podcast on uh, integrated testing and NFPA4, which kind of integrates the fire alarm testing with sprinkler and suppression testing uh, and potentially get into some joint commission uh, reporting and all the compliance that goes with that. So appreciate all the listenership um, and hope you enjoy the podcast today. It is crazy that it's blue sky out right now. It was literally downpouring hmm. one minute ago. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, well, thanks for thanks for joining, Micaiah and, and Curtis. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining this podcast. This is the first one we've really done on the InspectPoint platform. Um, usually, I try to get new technology out there, you know, from all sides of fire protection, whether it's sprinkler, fire alarm, just new ideas out there. I had a an augmented reality one on recently, which was kind of, um, you know, pretty cool technology. But, you know, we have this huge release at InspectPoint that we're um, actually releasing later this week. So this will probably be out the second week of August. It's a, uh, it's a service and work order module alongside our iPhone release as well. Um, that kind of just uh, helps out with technicians in the field, just another device to use. But, um, yeah, appreciate you two coming on and um, talking a little bit about your experience with InspectPoint. Yeah, no problem. So, um, um, yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but uh, yeah, let, let's uh, let's just tell everybody who we are. I've, I've dealt with you, Makai. I've just met you, Curtis, the other day. So um, mm -hmm. just give us a little background of, of commercial fire protection and, and, and what you guys do. Okay, well, I'm Makai. And I'm Curtis. 
and we work with Commercial Fire Protection. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's a company that my grandfather founded um, in the 80s. Started out working with plumbing as a plumbing contractor, and when he had the opportunity to start doing some work in the fire protection industry, he, he took it up because business was slow. And eventually he sold off the plumbing part of the company and just focused on specializing in, in fire protection. So Curtis and I are the third generation working for commercial fire protection in the fire sprinkler and industry. The alarm part of the company, commercial alarm and detection, our sister company, came along a little bit later as we expanded kind of laterally to cover more aspects of fire protection, trying to be kind of a, a one-stop shop for everything that you could have in your fire protection system from, you know, extinguishers and backflows to the crazy stuff, fire pumps and yep. pre-action and special hazards, alarm panels, alarm systems. Mm -hmm. Um, even a little bit of security systems and burglar alarms. So you get involved in, in everything, really. Yeah, we've got... Mm -hmm. Just about everything. I mean, usually it's about if it's related to fire protection, we we service it. Yeah. And we're probably one of the few local uh, contractors in our area that is certified to work on and install and repair everything because that's the way it is. In Washington State, they have different levels of contractor for the fire protection stuff. Right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so. different all around the country. But that, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like the Northwest is, uh, it's uh, they do more uh, avenues of fire protection than others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty tightly regulated over here, which is good because, you know, you want to make sure that everything's done right and it's going to work when you need it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's nice that we're able to you know, we can do the whole thing from install and maintenance and repairs and emergency calls, you know, we can take care of the whole. That's great. Whole so what do you, mm -hmm. uh, what do you, uh, what are, what are each your roles within commercial fire? So I work assisting the management team in our service department. Um, the last couple of years I've been focusing on implementing and, and managing our service department software and all the devices um, keeping that process moving forward and doing that paperless transition. Yeah, and I'm a cert, I'm just a service technician. I, you know, do the testing. Um, do we Somebody just everything we do? Basically, we do backflows, extinguishers, uh, systems. Uh, I don't do too much with the special hazards. I might help out on a couple of those projects. Hey, you're not just a service technician. That's that's where the <laughs> process starts. You're the reason that we in the back office exist. Uh -huh. Yeah, right? <laughs> Make the real money. Yeah. It's funny, when we developed the platform, and we'll get into it in a little bit, we, we really focus, there's two keys to the, the, the platform. It's the, the, the service technician, the inspector, the service tech, um, you know, the licensed fire protection technician, whatever you want to call yourself. And then the back office. Back office is just as key as the service technician, but the process does start and it can end right at that technician, right? So mm -hmm. you really got to focus on that piece. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. Well, th thanks for coming on and, and talking about commercial fire and um, uh, 
kind of your impact with InspectPoint. Um, uh, what what is I guess you know the world's changing. You know it seems to be day to day and all that. What have you guys experienced anything? Uh, I mean, what what is your realm in for commercial fire? Are you uh, mostly install? Do you do mostly inspection and service? What does it make up usually? Um, it's pretty balanced. Yep. Um, we do a lot of install work. I don't work with that part of the company as much. Um, but it always, they really go hand in hand Sure. that whenever there's install, we try to take care of them after the fact and keep going with their testing and, and mm-hmm. maintenance and such, especially while it's under warranty. Right. Um, but also, you know, when, when things slow down a bit, you know, when there's economic downturns, you know, the service department keeps going, even if the construction industry slows down a bit. Um, so they really support each other. Right. Um, you probably have roughly the same amount of service techs as we do install techs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're around 10 each. Yeah, it's kind of hard for us to keep track what goes on on the install side because in Washington State is totally totally opposite like uh, certifications and whatnot. You have to be a, a pipe fitter to do the installs, but pipe fitting stuff is totally unrelated to the ITM stuff mm-hmm. required. So yeah, that's interesting. And they work mm-hmm. they work really early in the morning. Yeah. I don't get up. <laughs> the service side, we we try to stick to nine to five when our when our customers are awake. Oh well, yeah, you also have to get up at two a.m. and fix that that break, right? Oh yeah, yeah that that happens. The, the emergency calls in the night are always yeah. fun. Yeah, the reason I asked that is it's it's good to get a good uh, overview of. It seems that the companies that are involved in inspection and, and service, and I've talked about this on previous podcasts, are going to be, you know, there's going to be, there's already been some economic disturbance, right? And what are we going yeah. to do going forward? Depends on where you are in the country, but, um, you know, backlogs seem to be diminishing a little bit. So the companies with that inspection and service uh, realm are going to get through it like they did in 2008. and. Exactly. And then before that. So, um, so you're already set up and you kind of have a lot of that optimized, which is great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We were really glad that we started this process before. Um, so that now when we're trying to do more contactless and, you know, working from home, um, we're able to still dispatch work out to the techs. Um, even though our office has been dispersed, Um, and also the techs are able to do the testing and turn it in without having to hand papers over and, you know, bring things into the office and transfer that information. It's, it's been really nice being able to do it all paperless and contactless and just keep things flowing smoothly through all this craziness that's been going on. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to, uh, you know, your customers can be virtual and you can send all the the information to them as well. Same thing with the fire marshals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, that gets into my kind of next question. What uh, I mean, that's that's a great result of uh, of Inspect Point. But what you know, I think you've been with the platform for about a year and a half um, or so. What? Uh, mm-hmm. Why did you choose it? What what went into that process? And um, I guess what have your experiences been so far? Well, I did a lot of research. Um, 
this has been something that was in the works kind of as a, a goal for several years. And I got the project, so I, I did a lot of research. I interviewed and did demos with about eight different service oh, wow. provider companies. I didn't know it was service that many. <laughs> <laughs> and narrowed it down kind of to three top ones. And eventually it came down to InspectPoint just being the best fit. Um, because you're kind of a, a newer company, um, really, and I really appreciated how dynamic the platform is and how it was able to be customized kind of to fit our, sure. our workflow and our needs. Um, whenever I had issues or, or questions, I could send you an email and, you know, it would be. I'd have a solution right away. And I just really liked how we were able to kind of grow with the platform right. in a way. And being part of this beta testing has, has just been another aspect of that. You know, it's a feature that we kind of talked about when I was doing those initial interviews and now being able to be part of the process, influence the way that tool is built um, was really something that I saw being a possibility and I really liked that yep. instead of, you know, a different company maybe has their whole software just locked in place and they're right. like, this is the way we do it. And yep. if you want to use it, you do it this way. Yeah. And which is, is good in some circumstances, but I really appreciate the flexibility of inspect point. Yeah. How we've been able to really make it work for us. Yeah, no, that that's great. I mean, we we try to make it as as flexible as possible. We've we've kind of focused on the fire protection realm, uh, industry. And that's where my background is. But mm -hmm. there was also a need for something like this. I, I feel like there were there were decent platforms out there that have been around for for you know twenty years or so, but they weren't. Um, a lot of them weren't cloud based, and they had to convert to the cloud, and it. You know they weren't mm -hmm. they weren't open to customizing to your kind of business workflow. So, right. Um, and then the the other side of that, there's a lot of service platforms out there that, you know, they're great for your HVAC contractors, your um, pest control contractors. Which, you know, if you can sell that to a broad range of industries, you know, you get a lot more exposure. So, you, you know, right. great for HVAC, great for pest control, but fire protections. It is so niche and it's tied to the code and there's so many intricacies to it that you you kind of need to be a little more flexible. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so uh, what, what, what methods were you using before? Were you guys on pen and paper, PDF? Yeah, we were definitely uh, all about those carbon, carbon copy quadruplicate oh forms. You know, the oh, yeah. <laughs> That so this is this has really been a, a huge change for us at least for the service techs because uh, before you would get you know one of those carbon copies from uh, the tech who did the same place last year and really how prepared you were depended on uh, on their handwriting how hard they pressed when they were writing it oh out boy. and uh, also whether they they were able to turn it in so it's really been a uh, a huge, I personally, I think a huge improvement because, you know, you're able to keep track of where things are, you know, things don't get lost. And 
uh, as with those those paper reports, there's only so much you can fit on a piece of paper. Right. You know? Right. Especially when you try and keep it in something that that isn't overwhelming, you know. So trying to keep it on a single piece of paper, you know, there's only so many questions, uh, only so much room for notes. Right. But uh, yeah. and you're only going to be able to get the tech to write so much stuff because they have to write it out all, all by hand. And they don't yeah. want to be copying the same information every year. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. And then, you know, it would really become a hassle sometimes when we do some of our bigger clients where they have you know, several sites, you know, with several different addresses and systems. And, you know, for a single job, you're filling out 30 reports or something. Sure. You know, it's, it get, it would really, a lot of things would end up slipping through the cracks there. So what is it, so, what have been, I know your point of view occurs, what would have been the other technicians point of view? Cause you know, you, it, technicians are very experienced down to, you know, ones, you know, that are pretty young coming out, coming into the industry. Has there mm -hmm. been a, a difference between, you know, the seasoned veteran technician versus the, the newer one? I think definitely being a newer technician, you know, only been doing this not quite three years yet, but uh, definitely n not having as much of a habit, you know, <laughs> as much of a set way made it easier to get used to a different way of doing things. Sure. Because... You know, in SpecPoint, you do have to learn, you know, with any program, you would just have to learn how to use the program. It's a different tool. But um, I think most of our techs now that are out there, you know, they've pretty much figured it out by now. Mm -hmm. You know, after about a year, everybody, we, we don't really get too many uh, issues with it other than you forgot to sign the form. Right. Yeah. You know, right. that's about the only thing. Yeah, yeah even... We have a few older techs that, you know, weren't really comfortable with using the iPads or weren't really comfortable with technology, and they've really adapted really well. And I think mm -hmm. they appreciate having all the information that they need. Right. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we have the old reports in there. We've got all the valves, the history, the contact information, you know, pictures and maps that mm -hmm. we can load in as they need it. And I think they've come to appreciate having all that at the tips of their fingers. No, that's mm -hmm. great. Yeah, and there's there's even more stuff coming out with, um, you know, kind of transitioning in that. Is you, you uh, or we actually announced it this morning. We had a big webinar um, uh, for our service and work order module. And that's <laughs> that's been probably the biggest release in our platform uh, to date you know, in the, in the seven years or so that we've been doing this, but, uh, you know, we've had inspection. We've, we've tied that to a lot of the different NFPA style reports out there. We've can customize that per the AHJ as well. You know, full California feature for, for the California forms down there. But, <laughs> um, uh, you know, we, we, we had that process worked out pretty early on. We, we then had this idea we need to get service out because, uh, service and work orders, yes, inspection's a big piece of the company, but a lot of times it's driven by how much service you're producing. So that's mm -hmm. a lot where the real dollars come in. So we knew we kind of needed to get into that. So we, we created this full proposal feature, which, which got out quotes for your customers, um, which kind of roll right into that service and work order module. So it's been really exciting. Um, 
I think they've been working on it for probably six to nine months at this point. Um, you know, with that, we had this, it's probably, we've, we've had two or three big releases. This is by far the biggest one. But we had this beta program, um, which I know you guys were involved in. You step right up to the plate. We, we put it out to pretty much every customer. But you guys signed up for that pretty uh, pretty quick. What, what, uh, yeah. what was that process like and uh, what, what did you like about it? Um, it, was, it was really good. Um, when we started out, we were kind of just messing with the module, seeing what we could do with it. Um, Curtis is always my guinea pig. Um, <laughs> I would you know, make up test jobs and send them to his iPad and call and say, hey, what does this look like? What, what can you do? How, do? how does this work? How does it feel when you're in the field? Sure. And you know, then as we worked through it and got more instructions and, and training from Jennifer, I was able to put it on the iPads for a few of our are testing techs that are more technology savvy and was able to get feedback from them that I passed on to the development team and it's it's just worked really well it seems to be a pretty smooth transition um, from scheduling in the office to getting it on the iPad and then getting the work back um, it, the beta testing program really felt pretty natural, really. Yeah, that's 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 great to hear because it's it, it, it's we've done them before, but this is this was very official. Jennifer and our customer success team, and our customer success team put it, kind of put everybody through the ringer. Um, got a lot of feedback. Uh, did what? Was there any specific feedback that you did give that you remember? Yeah. Um, I got a, a request from one of the technicians that they'd be able to add in a, a file attachment oh, yeah. from the field, and that's now a live feature. Um, I sent in some emails about um, having a more dynamic text field that could expand when you put a lot of notes in the problem description, and they got that out right away. And also... Um, having more options for filtering mm -hmm. in the back end. So to filter by tech, by status, um, you know, all the, all the different filtering options. So you can really narrow down, like, what do I still need to process and get through to billing? Um, which that, that feature is also live. Yeah, I know it's go it's going fully live. I think believe this weekend, but, um, yeah, we kind of have the full workflow with that now, and uh, uh, thank you for all the help with within that beta. You know, you're you're the one using it every day. We're not using it, so the frequent flyer with yeah, the uh, right. support emails. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, have you used? I know we have this, and and this is kind of kind of transition to little tidbits on some next pieces of the platform. Um, have you seen anything with the material lists or the material? Uh, with the service and work orders yet? Have you messed with that? I, I poked around in it a little bit. I haven't done a whole lot with it since we only have a few of our techs working with the beta program. Sure. I didn't want to roll it out until you know all the techs could be on the same page. Um, but I did see Jennifer going through and, and teaching, demonstrating how that materials list works. And it, you can really 
You really put a lot in there. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to the platform. There's a lot to this the yeah. service piece. The material, um, and this came from my background, being coming from Viking Supply Net and then Tyco Ansel before that. Um, but you're able to upload your material list that you would need for a job, or you know, you know, there's thousands and thousands of uh, sprinkler items out there. There's thousands and thousands of alarm devices out there. Um, you know, similarly on the suppression side, all the different extinguishers. Mm -hmm. So um, you're able to upload that via CSV or Excel into the platform with your costing. And then you could actually put that, put a price in there. So when you do work up a quote, whether it's in the field, whether it's in the office, all that material is there ready to go. Um, and what's coming, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out there now, and I, I guess I better follow through with this, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're looking at partnering with uh, various suppliers out there um, on this material. So essentially, you reach out to you know, X vendor. They will then give you a list in, in spec points format. It's pretty simple. It's a CSV or Excel. And it uploads your pricing immediately into there. So all of your quotations, all of the part numbers, all of your model numbers, from tech all the all the way to the back office kind of line up wow so um and then we have some advanced features coming with that as well um that i won't get into just yet because i don't want to <laughs> put pressure on jennifer and the development team yet yeah. yeah um but yeah i mean you can use this you know you can kind of customize it to your workflow or do what you guys have done and kind of pick away at it, you know, over the you know, last 18 months, you've probably implemented day one look different than day 90, right? Oh, yeah. That looked mm -hmm. different from a year, from year into it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's interesting getting to where we are in the year. We're testing locations through InspectPoint that we did through InspectPoint last year. And coming back around to those inspections sometimes is like, what in the world were we doing last year? Yeah. This is this isn't right at all. Mm -hmm. You know, as our as our flow has changed and we've really figured out how the platform is supposed to work, circling back around to these places that we've tested before, we're able to fine tune all the information that we mm -hmm. have in there now. Get it, you know, every time around gets a little better. Yeah, I'm sure. And um if you do implement service with, within the company, uh, we, we, we tie all that service to the inspection as well. So, Hey, if you, you know, if you fix a valve, you're, you, you know, fix a mm -hmm. alarm device somewhere, the next inspection, you go there, that technician is going to immediately seize that service documentation of what happened. Um, mm -hmm. even if it wasn't on an inspection, it was just on a, you know, a random service call. So that's, mm -hmm. it's always great information. Yeah, and it, it makes so much sense to have the service module because before, you know, we would do an inspection and find all these issues and then, you know, they've turned in the inspection. We have to go through a different system and send them with some paper work orders to go and do the repair. Right. And then it, it got kind of confusing trying to get those paper work orders back sure. because they're used to doing it through InspectPoint. So it's so nice just to have everything through one channel. Yeah. That it just, they, they flow naturally into each other. No, no, that's great. Great to hear. Um, 
anything else on the on the work order module you wanted to chat about? It's kind of all the questions I had so far. Um, yeah, the the emergency calls feature is pretty cool um, from the field perspective. Yeah, I've uh, being able to uh, plug in the emergency call. Like all I get really is a you know a call from from markers so it's like hey so and so they have a trip system or they had an alarm uh, can you go reset it and it's like okay and I just uh, grab my tablet and I'm able to through a few clicks just add in an emergency call and then you know go do it write down what I did but what's really great about it is it doesn't get forgotten right because what would happen a lot especially during freeze break season you know the first freeze of the year yep you know, you get all, it gets, you know, nuts because uh, like not all the inspection and testing companies around here can do repairs. So we end up getting not only our customers that, you know, didn't drain their drains, but we end up getting a bunch of other people, mm -hmm. you know, trying to get their stuff fixed. So we just end up with so many extra emergency calls that many years in the past, you know, stuff would just slip through the cracks because you're just writing stuff down on post-it notes or whatever, trying to make sure you keep track of what you did. Yeah, and every technician's going off to five different emergency calls. Yeah. Things get a little crazy. But now, you know, you just plug it in. Now it's getting kept track of, and you know what you did, and you'll be able to remember uh, how long you did stuff. Yeah, you know. and then it shoots it back for an invoice or, or a process. Yeah. Exactly, you know, things actually get billed. No. <laughs> same same day, hopefully, you know. <laughs> and you don't have to call your service writer at two in the morning to have them put in an inspection. Oh, that's, yeah, that's... you could just do it from the field, which is really, really cool. Yeah, I know we added that. I think probably during this beta, we didn't have that initially, and it was pretty early on. We're like, yeah, you know, if, yeah. if somebody's on call, we're gonna we're gonna need to implement that. Mm -hmm. No, that's great. Um, I know we have some uh, scheduling and dispatching coming out. We, we've got a, um, an integrated map. Um, I think that should be done by the end of the summer. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, really, really excited to see the new scheduler come out when it, when it makes its way through the process. That, that looks like a really exciting tool as well. Yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll be good for work orders and then and pending inspections. But uh, no, it's great. I'm glad, I'm glad to... Uh, that you were involved in the process and and got involved with some of that so um i guess kind of transitioning uh to the future i guess where uh, i guess what what has inspect point or just the conversion to this new digital age um where has it put commercial fire and and where do you want it to go you know five you know a few years down the road is there any is there any aspirations? I know you're the third gen, the third generations of the uh, <laughs> of the company, but um, I, I'm always intrigued on on what your you know one year plan is versus your five year plan. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, well, it's been really helpful for the company, I think, to bring our our reporting up to more modern standards. I think we're able to do a much more thorough job on our reporting and, and get a better picture of what the systems really look like to the customer and to the fire marshal, especially as more fire marshals are requiring 
um, online and third party reporting. Mm -hmm. um, we're one of the primary service companies in our area. We don't service a huge area. We have five, five counties that we work in, but as one of the, the larger service providers in that area, we're really trying to get more efficient in serving our customers. Um, we kind of serve a, a dense group of customers yep. through, you know, through local business relationships and through just being local. Um, and we have a really good service team right now, but trying to continue to improve our communication between us and the customer and us and the fire marshal and to improve that efficiency or have a quick turnaround when mm -hmm. we find issues, getting them taken care of really quickly, um, getting the customer their information and also focusing on our on our local area so that when there are issues, we can be there as quickly as possible. And, you know, they, they know that they can count on us being there to fix the problem as soon as, sure. you know, as soon as we can, um, just to try to continue to build that local customer base and do our best to really take care of them. No, that, that's great. I, uh, you kind of hit hit a little point in there of, of, of the third-party compliance software. So, um, you know, hopefully in the near future, I'll have another podcast about that. But uh, yeah, we're looking at some third-party integrations out there, which um, yeah, that's that's exciting too. <laughs> it is. It helps everybody. It helps you know, it helps it helps the AHJ, it helps the contractor, it helps the building owner, and it it actually helps the software companies too. So. Mm -hmm. um, Hopefully, you know, we have something kind of going by the end of the year, but that's, it's really exciting if we can get that into play um, because it just, it does help all the parties because it's, it's all communicating together. But um, uh, anything else, any uh, Curtis and, and you kind of mirroring mm -hmm. what, what Makai is saying on, on where you want to go. I mean, yeah. How long have you been a technician with uh, commercial? Like I said, not quite three years yet. I'm still uh, trying to work on getting, you know, all my NYSET mm -hmm. certifications and uh, uh, hopefully, you know, get to level three not too long from oh, now. Oh, wow. Wow. Who knows? Uh, I guess the, the the hour requirements, the years, that might take a little bit longer. Sure. But, um, uh, yeah, and I think it's just been really great working here with commercial fire. I mean, it seems like one of the main differences between us and some of the guys that we compete with around here is, is really a employee kind of focused company and sure. customer focus. Not so much. I mean, I almost never hear anything from my managers about, you know, having to make money. Right. It's usually about, you know, making sure we get things done and do it right. Right. And keep everybody safe. So it's a really good work environment and it's really great being able to, also do all this work and not have to, you know, travel all the way across the state or something. We're able to right. stay pretty local and almost everything that I know of, unless it's something crazy, you know, gets repaired same day if possible. Wow. You know, special things need to get ordered. Sure. You know, so it's really a level of service that blows away a lot of our customers. So you got to keep that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep that up. Don't tell too many people about it. 
Sorry, yeah, <laughs> plug the podcast out there. <laughs> they, they keep us busy. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's great. Um, well, that's that's all the questions I have. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to move into our, our quick response round, which if you've heard right. any of the podcasts before, I kind of throw. I don't I don't know you two that well, so uh, these may may be a little <laughs> off the wall. So we'll uh, try to have a little fun with it. Um, so I usually, it's just a quick response. Just give me an answer and we're kind of go, go from there. I, I know being, um, in the, uh, you know, the Washington state area, you have, um, are, are you both coffee drinkers? Yeah. 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 So he's a coffee snob. All right. All right. All right there we go. So do you prefer, <laughs> you know, the nice local brand of Starbucks or would you, or do you go more niche than that and and find your local coffee roaster and and uh, and buy from them? Um, I'm sorry, Starbucks isn't really that good, man. It's, <laughs> they they burn everything, but no, we definitely like the like the more local places. We I think we got a subscription going with Black Oak Coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're actually from California, yeah, but man, it's good California. stuff. Good coffee. Mm-hmm. There's we have the uh, maybe they should give us a discount. <laughs> <laughs> in our in our small town here, we have about fifteen different local coffee shops. Yeah. Wow. Um, if you include the two Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of coffee here. Yeah, I was out in Seattle. I don't know, probably seven or eight years ago at this point, and. Um, I mean, I know that's south of where you are, but there, it's just it's just coffee everywhere. It's kind of I, I I lived in Brooklyn for for eleven years, and it was you know mm-hmm. there's roasters and you know it's uh it's kind of a cool space to be in. <laughs> yeah, we were we were in New York for a couple years as well, and I went into a little bit of shock when I went over there, and there's no there's no drive through coffee stands. Mm-hmm. You gotta walk. <laughs> you got everybody's walking, so you have to. You have yeah. to, you yeah. got to walk. What's up with this? Where's the coffee? You got to, you got to get it from the, uh, the cart on the street, which is the worst coffee ever. Oh, goodness. yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's funny. Um, Curtis, this is a little question for you. I, I, I know you're working. Do you prefer sprinkler or suppression work? Or are you just mm. on one side? I don't, I, I don't do too much on, on suppression. I mean, like I said, I, I might be a helper for one of our more, our, our special hazards guy, uh, but I I mostly do sprinklers. And I'm not going to lie, it's pretty fun uh, doing sprinklers. That, that being said, what's your what's your favorite sprinkler system to work on? Like, like you mean type or, yeah, or t- are you going type. for brand and valve or something? Uh, no, or? no brand. I don't, I don't give brand loyalty here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, just type, you know, wet, dry, deluge, pre-action, water mist, fire pump. I mean, uh, it, it all depends so much on, on how it's installed, man. Cause yeah. you know, a, a well installed and, and maintained, you know, pre-action and fire pump can be a, a blast, but you know, a a really crummy installed wet system can be a huge headache, but it could also be the other way around. So it all depends if it's a good install, man. A good install is really, really nice to work on. Yeah, it makes makes things much easier. You you seem to have fun with the big fire pump flow tests. Yeah, making big pedals is lots of fun. 
<laughs> it is all all the Insta- I follow a few people in, in New York City and elsewhere on 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 Instagram and some of the other social media, and it's all it's something always to do with a fire pump, you know, mm-hmm. throwing water off a roof or you know. We have pretty good water around here. There aren't too many fire pumps, but when there are, they they tend to be pretty big over here. So yeah, yeah, I, I guess mm-hmm. I see them a lot in New York City and and, and all that, but. Uh, all right, last last quick hit or quick response question. Um, uh, I, I know uh, how how is the working relationship since you guys are are in a relationship. <laughs> I have to say that because my you know Jen and Pat, the CEO, are mm-hmm. are, are both you know husband and wife. So I, I always right. I always ask them the same question. Mm-hmm. Well, I grew up basically working for the company and you know mm-hmm. for my my grandpa and my dad my uncle mm-hmm. i think our whole family has worked there at some point or another mm-hmm. and working with curtis has just it's been really great you know i can mm-hmm. i can send him all my funny questions and <laughs> you know test test stuff on the ipad on him and i know that he has to put up with me <laughs> even if it doesn't work <laughs> uh. um you know yeah can't get too irritated about me, <laughs> me testing new new things mm-hmm. so that's nice no I, I i wouldn't say there's been any any bad any damage or anything from working <laughs> together it, no. Mm-hmm. no that's that's great yeah. Yeah. yeah that's great the uh, family dinners are always a little fire protection focused <laughs> yeah it's way but... too easy to just end up talking about work all the time and yeah it's funny you see some family members roll their eyes at it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that too. My wife's like, uh, you know, you got to you got to talk, start talking about something else here. But mm-hmm. um, no, that's great. No, it's good. It's good to see that, and it's good to see that uh, you guys are doing well. Um, I do appreciate you being on the, you know, on the podcast today, giving some feedback. So um, I guess let's end this off. Where where can where can we find Commercial Fire? If you want to give a plug, give you, you know, uh, you know, where to find yourselves if you need to get in touch with you. But if, if it's just your general website, that's fine too. Yeah, we're located in Mount Vernon, Washington. Um, we have a new website that should be live coming up very soon, um, CommercialFire.com. And so that's wow, exciting. You, you got that URL. That's a good one. <laughs> um, we're you know, any, any questions or anything, you can always email us at office email is service one at cfirepro.com. Our phone number is 360-848-9093. And we have very friendly, very friendly service department people that would be happy to, to answer any questions. <laughs> great. Very great. Well, yeah, I appreciate, uh, Curtis and Micaiah for you guys coming on today. And, um, yeah, it's been great. Hopefully uh, a lot more here come in the future. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Take care. This was episode 23 of the Fire Protection Podcast, powered by Inspect Point. Again, I want to thank my guests, Micaiah Jones and Curtis Jones of Commercial Fire Protection. Uh, one quick note that Micaiah did tell me. Uh, their website is commercialfire.net, not .com. Uh, she quickly 
emailed me and reminded me just to update that. So um, thank you for all the listeners. And hopefully this is a little, I know it's a little different uh, podcast to talk about SpecPoint, but it's been a, a big project over the years, this, this whole software platform. And, and we're really excited to get it out to the, to the industry and uh, see some feedback. So make sure to subscribe and, and like the podcast. Talk to you soon.
I want to thank Joe Meyer again for being on the podcast today. Meyerfire.com, Meyerfire LLC. Joe's got a lot going. Uh, wealth of knowledge from the professional engineering world uh, on his site and with his firm. So, uh, yeah, appreciate all the listenership. Uh, we've got a, a, a nice series coming up with a few more podcasts as well as we'll be talking about uh, one with some pretty large features within SpecPoint that are coming out in August. So stay tuned and stay safe.